Good morning and welcome to The Wise Why. We're a bit late this morning because as usual with lives, we had some technical difficulties and I love that about going live. Now this morning, I am joined by the fabulous Gloria who is currently sitting in her car and moving the phone around as you can see. Now Gloria is incredible. She's known as Glow. We have got so many crossovers as we were just discussing in our lives that it's absolutely incredible. Her journey is powerful. Everything that she has achieved and pivoted, my goodness, she is just an awesome lady. So enough about me, over to Glow. Please introduce yourself. <laughs> I'm, hoping she, I'm hoping she can hear me. Can you hear me? Oh, we're on mute. That's okay. As I said, lives go wrong and it's really good not to panic. And it's really good to take a breath when things go wrong because they will. And I'm now what's known as infilling space as we try to get Gloria's microphone to work. We may actually have to log out and log back in again. Is it? Yay, we're on. Hello, speak for me, Gloria. <laughs> we're still on mute. So, She's going to log back out and log back in again. And this is one of the things I really want to talk about, about going live. Everybody has a fear of it going wrong. And actually, what you have to do is you have to lean into it and breathe. And you have to accept that things will go wrong. Because if you don't, you're going to end up panicking when they do. As you can see this morning, Gloria's trying to come in. She's trying to go out. We may even have to stop the live and come back in on another stream. We don't know yet. And that is the thrill of it. Here we go. I'm going to let her back into the studio. And fingers crossed, we are all ready. I'm just going to wait and see. Okay, let's press that button. Are we ready? Here we go. Are you ready? Just speak for me, Gloria. Nope, you're still on mute. <laughs> this is the beauty. So let's just talk about why the why is why didn't happen last week as Gloria's getting ready. Are you ready? Still no sound. Okay. So last week I had a family emergency and that's actually why I cancelled. Now Caroline will be coming on the show shortly. It's just life and you have choices in life whether you go and put work first or you decide to go with your family. In my case I decided that family was far more important and it had to be my priority. Now everybody knows I set up this company which was Opening Doors and is now KVDB and I set it up so that I could have work-life balance. I set it up so I could collect my daughter from school and in this case my husband needed me and you know what that is what I did. So that is where I went. Now, I'm about to release a new video. I haven't done it yet. And I'm debating what to do it on. Now, I thought I would do it on body language. But as we're waiting for Gloria to join us, I'll talk about body language right now. So a couple of things that you need to do when you're on camera is you mustn't take over the whole space because if you do and that means that you're looking directly flat to camera you're not giving the camera an angle that it really likes now let's see if Gloria's going to work so that's just a tip for this morning as we try to get Gloria into this into the studio fingers crossed it hasn't given me a mute yet <laughs> I love it when things go wrong there is nothing better no still not working okay so what we Gloria as you can hear me you should be being asked for to give access to your microphone before you come in the studio. Are you being asked for that? Nod your head, shake your head. So I don't understand why this doesn't work. Oh, I heard Yay, something. Yay, I can hear you. 
Awesome. Well, how was that for a start for the wise why and infill and not panicking everybody? So I hope the people that are watching this and enjoy the fact that things went wrong will actually applaud and go, yay, well done. Enough about me. I've been talking now for all oh, a whole four and a half minutes. Enough about me. Gloria, take the floor. <laughs> Thank you so much. I mean, my chewing gum slipped. I couldn't hear you. Uh, anyway. That's what happens in life, isn't it? You just got to pick it up and go with it. So um, my name's Gloria. Thank you for having me. Thank you for waiting for me. Um, a little bit about me. I am 56 years young. Um, I'm a mum and a grandma. I'm a mum of three grown men. And I don't know how that happened because when I see them come through the door, I'm absolutely amazed that they've got beards and everything. They're 35, 33 and 27. I've got two grandchildren coming up for eight and the other one is six and they're all boys. So I've had to be a pretty strong person <laughs> because I'm the only girl, although I do have a girl dog now. So, um, yeah, so that's a little bit about me. I teach fitness and I work full time at a canal boat firm in Watford. And that's why I'm sitting in the. Oh, no, you've frozen on us. Right now and pressure washing and it's very loud. Yeah, I remember you saying that. So Oh, yeah, you just phrased. So something that um, was really key there, you said you're a very, you've had, you have to be a strong woman. And I know that that's a theme that's gone all the way through your life. And I wondered if mm -hmm. you could expand a little bit, because I mean, in, in Dutch, everyone knows my husband's Dutch, it's called Straufrau. Hopefully I've got that, that correct. And, and I absolutely love oh. <laughs> strong women. Uh, there's a song from I'm Getting My Act Together and Putting It on the Road called Strong Woman Number. So strong women, we, we are powerful i'd love to explain you expand a little bit more on why you are such a strong powerful amazing lady um well powerful and amazing well thank you very much <laughs> um i think you just gotta keep going i i tend to launch into different piles of shall we say poo at various points <laughs> in my life so i think from the beginning it may be just an excuse, but I always feel that from the beginning, it was quite a struggle. So I was a child that was abandoned on a doorstep. And although you don't think it affects you, I think in the back of my mind, it does. Because I, I've always thought, who am I good enough for? Am I good enough? So the biggest thing I have is, am I worthy? And, and I know it's a, a thing that a lot of women go through. But I really feel that sometimes, because I was an abandoned baby... That somewhere in the back of my head, I think, if I'm not good enough for my birth mother, who am I good enough for? And I try not to hold on to that. But I think somewhere along the line, I've projected that. And then I then get, I don't know, awkward in myself into awkward situations in relationships, trusting people um, and just being taken advantage of because I'm quite a nice person. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes I've had a lot of wolves in sheep's clothing. So I think then coming out of those situations, I've had to be strong. And then the other things I've had to be strong is when you're working in an environment where it's mostly men and you're the only woman, obviously, then you've got to be very strong as well. And it was very hard for me to get thick skin when I worked in distribution. So I worked in John Lewis for a long time. I've been the only woman in the warehouse was in with 12 other managers. It was hard. I had to, you know grow very thick skin and it was kind of against my nature to do that um so i guess from launching from bad relationships and working in very male environments you then tend to become strong and then having three boys 
that made me strong because I did the majority of that as a single parent as well. Well, thank you for <laughs> share so much the for, for and respect for you for that because we don't necessarily look at the impact of childhood trauma. Uh, everyone knows that I have had um, traumatic things happen in my life, and the the impact of that trauma we try to push down. So thank you for sharing about that. It's really important. Being the only female in a male-dominated environment, I identify with that completely. And I know that a lot of people who will be listening to this do. And, and it's, it is hard. It is challenging. You do have to be strong. You do have to hold yourself up. I can't identify with being the mother of boys because I've got a girl. <laughs> so I get to yeah. do pretty dresses, although she is much, very much a... Uh, well, she's normally at the top of the tree, but thank you so much for sharing. And I know the challenges of, as I said, of I'm not going to touch on the, the abandonment because I can't imagine what that is like. I can see from people I know who were adopted and uh, adoption is very passionate and, and something I care about very passionately. I can see the impact of that. So I can see it from an outsider. And I think sometimes with adoption, we get it wrong. And, I, and I, you know, even if you're an adoptive parent, you might get it wrong because we project what we think. I don't know if you've found that. Do you know what? I have to say I've had an amazing childhood. So I was a brown baby in a white family, which obviously I was born in the 60s. So A, being a brown baby in the 60s wasn't a, a great idea. My dad was one of the first black barristers in this country. He was sort of Ghanaian. And he met my mother. I have never met her. She was blonde, blue-eyed, Scottish. And I don't know, I don't know how they met. I don't know why they parted, but I ended up um, being left at a place where he was renting. And she walked away. Obviously, in the 60s, men didn't really look after babies. And so for me, luckily, the landlady was very liberal, and I am everything. I always say I'm everything because of this lady. Um, she had two daughters and the youngest was 18 that just got married and she took me in and be became my mum and when my father sadly died when I was five she legally adopted me so I've always been in that household um, with those people for me being a brown baby in a white family was never really a problem it was other people's problems um you know the name calling at school there wasn't many brown faces in my school at that time but it never really affected me badly it's only recently that i kind of started to think hold on a minute i need to see where i i come from it sounds really bad that it's taken me all this time to really get to grips with not being embarrassed that i was adopted or not being embarrassed that i was brown or not being embarrassed that i didn't know my my family um, and now during COVID I just had this feeling that I need to kind of find these things out before it's too late because obviously my mother will be in her uh, I and I have never been to Ghana <laughs> people go but this is your that's your home but it's not you've just frozen on us unfortunately Gloria hopefully you'll come back in and that was a really important point I was born in Essex I think I disappeared then. So I was born in Essex, so I feel I'm really English. That's just, honestly, thank you so much. From I hold that really dear because, well, you know why I hold that dear. So I hold that really dear because- You'll hear me, you'll see me. <laughs> yeah, I can see you now. I'm just, <laughs> just saying, I hold what you just said really dearly. Um, I hold it in my heart 
and I hold it in my heart because, and you know why I hold it in my heart um yeah and I, I obviously don't share that so thank you so much for sharing that I hope you go to Ghana um it is absolutely I haven't been to Ghana I've got friends who are out there um I have been to the Gambia that's as close as I've been so um go and then tell me all about it Please. Yeah, I do plan. I do plan to now, and um, I plan to kind of dig a little bit into my past. My mum is will always be my mum. I mean, she has had to put up with. Oh, was that uh, one of your one night stands? Or you know, because I have a white brother and a white sister, which now in a blended family in this day and age is not that unusual. But obviously, back then I was the oldest, so maybe it was just a little bit odd but for me it didn't affect me too much I have to say and I just had a happy childhood and I always I was always just Gloria but what you mentioned about maybe how we how parents project I was always just Gloria to my mum as well and sometimes I think she feels maybe that was not the right thing to do because maybe it needed to be discussed a bit more about why I was just Gloria um, but in it, you know it's made me a strong person Sometimes you have to put up with some kinds of comments, but we blended families. It doesn't matter who we are. We've all got a blended black background. Um, and so I think we just have to be kind when we're speaking to people and just be aware. Thank you. you know, that the backgrounds of people, you have no idea who you're talking to. Thank you. And, and again, you have no idea how you could trigger somebody by just saying a uh, innocuous oh that's a good word for me this morning a comment that you're not even aware that you're going to say um so thank you so much for absolutely sharing that how which is what i'm really interested in is you've pivoted so you're now doing gloria fit and 50 is that right gloria fit and 50 is that or and you're also doing the glow fit and 50 fit there we go and you're also doing this is really I, I'd, I'd like you to talk about this because i love the fact that you use you run the rose and pose i hope i put that correct uh retreats and i love the way that you take something that's yeah. broken and you bring it back together to, to to show something of beauty so i wonder if you could expand a bit more about the rose and pose retreat so people can understand what the whole concept of bringing yoga and art together is. So my good friend, Luisa Cotardo, who's an artist, she was a participant of mine when I used to teach in the gyms. And we've linked together because I loved her sculptures of roses and they're made from paper, from just torn pieces of paper. So it kind of signifies if your life is in pieces, you can then put those pieces together and make something really beautiful. And we just thought to blend it together with yoga, which is very meditative. It can be energizing. It can be empowering. There's lots of different ways you can do yoga. Um, so we do a yoga session. We make the rows. We have conversations with all the people. There's only 10 maximum in a group. And they can share as much as they want to share with us. And then we eat and then we do a gong bath so that you're very nice and relaxed and they take their rose home. And they are really surprised that these torn bits of paper something beautiful. And But that is life, isn't it? You, you get chucked some really bad, horrible bits in your life. And yeah, take me last Friday. And you do just have to put it back together again. You do have to make something beautiful. In our case, I had to make sure that our daughter was happy and content and it didn't impact on her and she had the best weekend she had play dates all weekend so 
Oh, we've lost Gloria, which is a real shame. I'm sure you're back. Yay. Um, I disappeared. You did. So I was just explaining about how uh, last Friday, you know, it was uh, yeah. horrible you know I think it's because there's so much equipment here in the yard. It's just interfering. <laughs> it's interfering okay. with the connection because anyway, so it's what I was not... saying is that the sculpture and the yoga, you put that together and it makes a great, um, a great afternoon. So thank you so along the way um who can you has still inspired hear me you? i can still hear you who has inspired you I mean, obviously i know your, your adoptive mom has but who's inspired you along the way can you hear still hear me i'm loving this one this morning i can see you and i can see that you're i think you can hear me can you hear me you've gone very quiet can you hear me, Gloria? Uh, so we're having to... Yeah, it's yeah. broken, but I can, yeah. So, um, <laughs> I, can who, I was asking... Yeah, just about. Who's inspired you along the way, way on your journey? Um, I think I have to say my nan, who was the landlady um, of the house where I was left, because she was so open to everybody. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for her. My mum, who has obviously been there the entire time, whether I'm good or bad, <laughs> um, whether I'm successful or not. And then obviously there's people that I, so obviously I teach Zumba. So I'm very inspired by Berto Perez, who invented Zumba because he was told, no, 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 this is never going to work. You're nothing. And now look at Zumba, it, you know, over 200 countries in the world. Everybody knows what Zumba is, well, pretty much anyway. It's 20 years old. And that is something that I always look back on and think, do you know what? He was told no, but he still went ahead and did it. And don't get me wrong, there's times when I think, oh, my gosh, I just can't do this. I'm going to give up tomorrow. Like COVID has had an enormous effect on self-employed instructors it's, it's been really really difficult I'm just trying as you say pivot into a different direction so that okay we've gone again I'm, I'm hoping Gloria will come back in this feels a bit like the episode of an episode of the news where we're trying to bring in a stream and it's just not very stable it's not anyone's fault Gloria is coming from the car in a working marine uh uh Oh my goodness, I used to live in one. Uh, yeah, in a, in a working marina. Um, I'm hoping Gloria will come back in. If not, we will get Gloria back on the show in March next year uh, because that's when my next space is because we are actually booked up till the end of February. So I'm really sorry, Gloria's gone this morning. That was a fabulous conversation. Thank you for joining us. Sometimes tech lets you down. <laughs>